Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Should all acquaintance be forgot? I don't remember the rest of Old Lang Old Old Lang saying. Sorry, say. Welcome to all queued up, folks. <laughs> I, I I see what you were trying to do again. Another one of those holiday themed intros, but yeah, yeah we're is- we're always like a week after the holiday. That's. That's that's what I, that's what I like about it. It's always it's always a silly joke. Anyway, guys, what again, are you gonna do for St. Patty's Day? Fucking get! I'm just we're just doing a drunk podcast. It'd be a very one sided podcast, <laughs> considering that I'm the one who does not drink. No, yeah. oh, I probably shouldn't drink, but you know, guys, welcome to All Queued Up. If it, if, it's, if it's your first time here. Let me explain to you what we do on this show. Josh and I here. Say hello to Josh, everybody. We watched two shows in their entirety. <laughs> I was like, I'm waiting for people to say hello because, you know, you said say hello to Josh here, everybody. And I'm just like waiting for him to say and then, hi. And then, and then, I, then, realized, I, said, then I realized, <laughs> oh, fuck, we're recording. I feel stupid. So, Because <laughs> I was trying to get you to say hello to them. Yeah, um, yeah. See, I was listening to your words. And yeah, so hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> yeah, what we do on the shows, we watch two shows in their entirety that are on an internet streaming platform: Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, what have you. And uh, we we uh, discuss them and then give a grade to them, like a review of sorts. Um, this week we're going to be talking about the short miniseries called Watership Down, mm-hmm. which I had just learned was a thing. Um. Uncultured and the other swine. show is uh, the ending, so last season of uh, a series of unfortunate events, which is their season three technically, but um, it just finishes off the books. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, guys, um, before we get started, I wanted to bring up that uh, we still have a lot of. Um, merchandise options so if there's something that you want to wear with our cartoon faces drawn by genocide squirrel um you can check that out on allcuteuppodcast.com under the merch tab um and please know that all proceeds that that come from you buying a mug a shirt whatever on the site go right into making the quality of the podcast better uh yeah uh, you know, it's it's cold out there right now. You know, it's it's a chilly time of year. What better way to stay warm than an all queued up hoodie? Sipping some hot cocoa out of an all queued up mug. Snuggle up under an all queued up blanket. You could do all that. They have blankets on there? Yeah. Jesus, I need to buy one of those then. Dude, there's I, like I, 57 I, different items. That's all. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Didn't I... That's awesome. I didn't know that. I have to buy some of our own merch. Um, Jesus, you haven't yet? No, because I thought it was just clothing. 
And and I've checked out the sizes on the site, and unfortunately they don't go to my size, but I think they go up to 3X. Yeah. And I'm bigger than that. Yeah. I'm bigger than that. Mm. I have I have a green shirt of ours and because they're available in more than just black. So I have a green one. Which is ironic because you know I'm wearing a green shirt in our logo. So when I wear the green shirt of having me on it wearing a green shirt, it's just like one of those say you do a window capture and it's just endless. <laughs> it's like, hmm. Makes me want to put a picture of, you know, my little avatar wearing a green-shirted avatar of me on it. You know what I mean? Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I got a, I got a mug and uh, good quality stuff. Good quality stuff. Um. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, it's awesome. So, and if you do purchase something off of there, uh, tag us on uh, the social medias so we can hit like on that and say how cool you look with it. Um, yeah, we've actually had a few viewers that have gotten shirts and sent in photos, and we've posted them on our Instagram and Twitter accounts to uh, show off their cool swag. So, you know, don't be left out. Don't be that guy that says, oh, man, I want a shirt. And then you don't get a shirt, and you see people rocking the shirt, and you're like, where do I get one? Now you know. Go to allcuteuppodcast.com. Click the merchandise tab. It takes you to our Redbubble store. And there's over 50, 57 different types of products you can get. Both men's, oh, women's, Lord. and kids' sizes in the apparel. You know, phone cases, uh, laptop skins, uh, you know, just uh, wall art, pillows, blankets, all kinds of cool shit stationary even cool bags you know so yeah go check it out yeah you can check it out uh, i need to buy a mug I, that's, that's one of the things i definitely want to buy but um what do we uh get into the first show i think we'll, we'll uh we'll start with a series of unfortunate events oh okay um uh just because i watched that first out of the two shows so i'm gonna keep you know anyway uh i don't know they're just works in my brain so, guys, if you haven't heard of A Series of Unfortunate Events, it is a uh, a series of books that was written for children or preteens. Uh, yeah, it's a preteens, maybe. Maybe younger than that. I don't know. It's a series of books that was written um, about uh, uh, the order, the um, Baudelaire kids, orphans as they become, where everything that happens in the book is not good. They don't a lot. Everything that happens to these kids is is bad. And the joke of the entire show. Books, what have you, is that you shouldn't enjoy them because they are full of un unfortunate events. Um, This. Joke thread, if you will, goes through the entire series. Um. Which is uh, uh, narrated by Patrick Warburton. Mm -hmm. He is Lemony Snicket. Um, and if you didn't know, by the way, Lemony Snicket is not a real person. That is a uh, what do they call it? Well, he's he's the pen name of the actual author. Pen name, thank you. Pen name. Yeah, because um, that actual author has written a lot of stuff, but 
like when he wrote this series, he wrote it under the pen name of Lemony Snicket yep. because Lemony Snicket becomes a character within the world. Um, but that being said, season three just uh, released on Netflix and uh, with it, the last four books. Um, so we've talked about on the podcast before, I don't remember which episode, but we've talked about season one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so I'm very happy to see season three get made and the, sh- and the show have its ending. Uh, not a lot in, in our time do we actually get an ending for shows. So really happy that this one got to that point because I've thoroughly fucking enjoyed it. Um, but, uh, one of the big things about season three versus the other seasons, like you watch season one and most of season two, and it's the same general idea. The kids go to a new place, deal with um, uh, Count Olaf trying to kidnap them or capture them in some way, and, and then them escaping. Very, very little... Historic, not historically, but like a, a past plot ever gets brought up. Um, and the problem—it's it's, it's very little. It's very little. The problem in the first season, especially in part of the second season, and this is also the same critical, uh, uh, critical uh, critique. Sorry, of the books is the repetitiveness. The same type of thing happening every time. Um. Right. Fortunately, right. Which season is why, three kind of breaks away from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was. Gonna, that's the point I was making. Was like, uh, it, it definitely like gets to a point where like, it's not just them moving to a no lo- new location to be dealing with Olaf. It becomes more like the the kids are now unraveling this this massive thread about the history of their parents and the and the and the secret organization and um. But the show never strays away from something that I've really appreciated about that, and and its love of 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 literature and the written word, mm-hmm. the way that they explain um, phrases or sayings, like I love that stuff. Like that stuff is super fucking fun. Yeah, like the whole thing of a slippery, a slippery slope. Yeah. Like that was really really cool. Like, and I love that, and that's that's through the entire show. Like, that's not just this season, but but yeah, this season, like, it starts off right where season two left off with the kids like rolling down a hill in a cart, literally the... on a cliffhanger, literally, yeah, literally, not figuratively, literally. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the first the first two episodes of the first book of season three is not anything like it, like before they're not in a location. They're not dealing with Olaf directly. They are trying to figure out where they are and how to get out. They're trying to survive on their own. They're also trying Uh, to rescue their youngest sister. Right. I was going to say that's, that's the only part that has to do with Olaf is that, um, I wish I could remember the little one's name. Sonny. Sonny. Thank you. Yes, Sonny Baudelaire is with is with Olaf and 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 his crew, and then you get some backstory on Olaf too. With like that, by the way, 
could not have been funnier to me. First off, when you read the words, the man with no hair and a beard and the woman with no beard and hair in the book, it's just a thing. Like you just read those words and you're like, okay, that's just a fun little play on words. Right. But then you get to seeing it. And the fact that his beard is exactly what her hair is just upside down. Fucking genius. Like his, his mustache, the twirl and everything Mm -hmm. was the top of her hair. Oh, okay. It was literally his, like her hair. It was his beard. Just, that's just, it was, I love that. It was so, it was so clever. I honestly didn't pay that close enough attention. I just knew he was bald and had a beard. And they didn't say the man with a uh, beard and no hair and the woman with hair and no beard. They just said one has uh, a hair with no beard and the other one has a beard with no hair. They never referred to it as men. Well, yeah. Colloquially, when talking about the, the, the books, that's how you refer to them. Yeah. But in the show, in the show, they never say it that way. See, I've never read. They, the I mean, books. they they kind of do. I mean, they do. They do say the phrase "man with no man with no hair and a beard" and the woman with no beard and hair, or however the fuck they want to say it. But they do say that. They just don't say it in the idea of like that's how they describe them or whatever. I don't know. They 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 they, they say it in the show because I know like like I remember them saying it. Um. It's just to me, I, I love that. I loved how they were, but they they are more evil than Olaf it, and uh, I guess to an extent, having so many episodes of the show and seeing this story pan out the way that it is, it's a little disappointing to never have that thread go anywhere. Do you, do you feel the same at all about that? Not really. I mean, no? okay. because a lot of things never went anywhere. A lot of them were just there as tools to push the next chapter. Um, no, I agree. I agree. I, I. That's why I said, like, it, it's, it's not something that's super pre- pre- prevalent on my mind. It's just one of those things where it's like, you introduce these two evil characters. It's a big deal for Olaf. It it adds to his character. And you see them starting to do something more evil, and then it just doesn't go anywhere after. Like, a- after the hotel? Yeah, they're, they're insignificant after that. Right. Like, I, I, I get it. I get it. It's the argument I have all the time about storytelling. The story is not about the other characters. It's about the Baudelaire orphan. Mm-hmm. For some reason, saying Baudelaire orphans is hard for me. Uh, Jesus. Why don't um, you just do like everybody else in the show and call them Baudelaire's? <laughs> the Baudelaire's? Um, yeah, because I mean, that's, that's also a, a massive common thread is that the adults around the Baudelaire's are massively incompetent. Incredibly so. And they refuse to ever listen to them. Um, when everything could be solved, if they would just listen to them and open their damn eyes. Well, I think this 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 is something that drew kids to read the book, or to continue reading the books, is that something that I'm actually trying to write into a children's book myself, is that adults don't listen to kids in general. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I remember, I remember when I was young and I'd ask questions and the response I'd get is you're too young to understand, which pissed me off. It always pissed me off. So I get why that is a, uh, I don't think a plot thread, but definitely an idea in the show. Um, but man, does it also, it also makes shit super fucking annoying. I mean, there are some times in the show where I feel like they do it just for the sake of like, it's a joke because it's, it's, it's something taken literally. That's not, that's, that's supposed to be figurative. Mm -hmm. So like, like the justice is blind joke. Like to me, that joke went a little too, like it was a little too much. I was like, all right, I get it. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, man. Like overall, I really enjoyed it. Like I, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Had a lot of whimsy. It was. Trying- it was definitely better than the first two seasons. Um, you know, I found myself enjoying it more than the first two seasons. Yeah, that's fair. And you know, they finally wrapped it up. It got a definitive. Yet a little ambiguous ending, but uh. Well, I read, I read the I read the synopsis of the book, and apparently, this is gonna be a massive spoiler alert for anyone listening to the podcast. If you haven't watched the show, go watch it, then come back and listen, as I'm about to spoil like the ending, ending, <laughs> like the last fucking paragraph of the book. Um, in the book. It has a more ambiguous ending than the show did. Yeah, in the book, Lemony Snicket never finds out if they are alive or not. Never. He's like, he's like, they they left the island and they could be dead. For all I fucking know. But in the in the show, there's a whole thing about like their kid or or the kid that's that they help birth finds Lemony Snicket, which is indicates that they survived. Well. At least for a time. They still left it ambiguous enough that you don't know their fate, but you know that they did enough to uh, raise her to an age where she was competent enough to where she could find her uncle and meet right. him. <clears throat> right. Um, which is exactly like, the is more so what I'm getting, like where I think, the show does something better than the books. I think allowing the audience to, in a sense, see that is 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 better than how the books handled it. I, I one of one of the big things for me, Josh, is when the source material doesn't do a, as good of a job as the adaptation. Um. It's not super often that that happens, but when it happens, it's something I want to praise, which is why I'm praising the ending of the show versus the ending of the book. Yeah. Um, one of, one of the stories that I can think of where that's absolutely the case is, have you ever seen Wanted, the Angelina Jolie movie? No, I have not. It is miles better than the comic. Miles better. So in the comic, the idea that uh, Mark Millar wrote, I think, is that superheroes lost this massive battle. 
They've either died or they've gone underground. Either way, there's no more superheroes, and the world is run by villains. But it's run underground, secretively. And the main character discovers that his father was a villain and that he has the same powers. So then him and the secret organization of villains start trying to take over the world again. I don't it's really fucking weird and it doesn't make a lot of sense. And the the comic is very like fuck you reader. How about that? How do you like them apples? And you're just like, okay, this seems kind of a weird, but all right, I'm playing along. And its thread just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But then you watch the movie and the thread makes sense. The the show makes sense. It plays along with the idea of breaking the fourth wall occasionally, mm-hmm. but it doesn't do it in such a way that's like, fuck you, audience. It's just like, what are you doing with your life? Maybe do something better. Like, it's less a- attacking. I don't know. Don't read the book. Like, but that's that's my example. Like, I hated the comic, but I love the movie. Well, maybe not love the movie, but I like the movie a lot. <laughs> And uh, this definitely has that same feeling. Uh, the 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 last episode, the end, quote unquote, yeah, is a is is better told in the show than it is in the in the book. Way better. Yeah, that that IMHO. was and that was the only episode that was a one parter, uh, because what they had been doing every episode, every book was two episodes, um, but the last one was just a one parter, uh, but. It was told well enough to where they wrapped everything up and you got enough backstory in those last two books, which would be the final three episodes, to where you're satisfied with that ending. I mean, you learn there was a little bit of history between Olaf and the Baudelaire's parents and, you know, Olaf was like the love of his life happened to be Lemony's sister. And he actually saves her, gives his dying breath to save her in the end uh, you know that was uh and i really i really love this one thing they're like you know he's an evil wicked man and he's like yes but i've done a lot of good things and you know um that that so i can't remember who said it but they said nobody is truly evil truly wicked nobody's truly good we're all capable of both, you know. And yeah, I, I want to say uh, Olaf definitely uh, throws that idea out pretty hardcore, especially during the the, the trial. Part. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, they. He gets put on trial because you know he's captured. Noble, no one's, no one's a hundred percent. Yeah, no one's no. one. No one's entirely noble. That's right. And uh, you know he gets put on trial. He's like. All right, let's look at it. I've never lied. And they're like, oh, that's a lie. He's like, I've never hid the fact that I want them dead because I want their fortunes. And everybody's like, well, yeah, that's true. You know, he's listing off all these actual facts, even though he's admitting the things that he's done. He's like, I never lied about them. And then can you say the same? And then all of a sudden they're on trial. (laughs) It was crazy. Which, which was this was one of the first times where adults were being incompetent, but it there was a thing that made sense about like why all of a sudden the or the 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 or or the Baudelaire's were on trial. That was because the quote unquote high church was the 
evil man with a beard, no hair, and the woman with no beard and hair. Um, Or hair, no beard is how it's technically supposed to be said. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, they... um, uh, It it made sense as to why that happened. Like, it wasn't just some weird, arbitrary thing that previous seasons had kind of done. Uh, especially the school, man. Like, good gravy. The school situation was so annoying. It was just like, because they're orphans. <laughs> okay. All right. It's because cool. It was because they're cake sniffers, dude. Get it right. Yeah, fucking. Boy, that was something that didn't get old. <laughs> no, never, ever did that get old. You stupid cake sniffers. I, oh, God. Yeah, I was fucking, that was the worst. Um. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of anything else to kind of add to the overall show. I feel like the last three episodes, you know, make up for any kind of like dull-ish moments that you may have had during the series. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the entire series. I find it very, very charming. Kind of like that. There's a lot of dark humor moments that I think work really well, especially with Olaf. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Neil, Neil, the, Patrick, uh, Neil Patrick Harris is... He was tremendous in that role. That he was there was never anybody better in that role. Considering there's only been two people in that role, but I couldn't picture anyone better in that role than what he pulled off. Yeah, I think uh oh, gosh, I, I I don't think that there was anything bad about what he did. I think uh He's in a sense stole the show. He made that role something that Jim Carrey couldn't even, you know, pull off back in the movie. But then again, you know, Daniel Patrick also had more time with the role, more t- screen time with the role. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that it's fair to compare, but yeah, um, he, he had twenty-five one-hour episodes versus one two-hour movie. So right. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely a, a very smart thing to have somebody with such charisma play the villain because that made the show way more entertaining. I mean, could you imagine, Josh, if that show had like kind of a shitty actor or somebody who didn't care about the role? It would make me care less about the show. That's for sure. It'd make By it harder a long to watch. Shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the casting in general is so brilliant about this show too. Like. There's so many like uh, actors and roles that that pop up from time to time that I just thoroughly, thoroughly fucking enjoy. So one one little fun thing: you ever seen the movie Get Out? No, I have not. Uh, the girl that's okay. So in the show, in the movie, um, the main character, his girlfriend, um, which I won't spoil the movie. So I'm just saying that girl. So for anyone listening to this who's seen Get Out, uh, she plays um, Lemmy Snicket's sister, and I can't remember her name Kit. suddenly. Kit, thank you. She plays Kit and is like an in- an integral role in the last like three books, mm-hmm. especially the last two. But I was throwing in three because she she shows up. Yeah. Um. But it was so funny to me to see her in that role, considering what I had seen her before. Um, but so, like that—that's just kind of—I love that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, 
I want to move over to grades because I want to. I feel like my final grade's really gonna. Should we do a do we should do on just season three or, or the whole show? I mean, you can do both if you want. All right. Why don't you go first then? I was going to let you go first. What? Okay. Fine. God. Uh, so, with season three uh, not really being that different in tone to the other seasons, still the same sense of dark comedy, the same sense of charm and whimsy, uh, but having this bleak view on everything, uh, again, the dark comedy aspect. It's like if Wes Anderson and uh, this show is basically like if Wes Anderson and um uh oh my god Tim Burton there we go <laughs> It's like if Wes Anderson and Tim Burton made a movie together that's what this show feels like I just love listening to you struggle trying to think of names I hate you <laughs> No you don't <laughs> um, I I love that aspect of it. I love the aspect that it's it's built in such a way, and it has that visual style to it. Um, season three as a whole, I give a I give an A minus. Um, I think because there there was a a bit of a slow start. Um, I felt like. Not a slow start, maybe a slow middle. I don't know. There was something that just didn't quite like it. It 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 picked up and then it didn't pick up, and there were certain things that didn't make sense. But then it all came together at the end. It was really nice. So, um, a minus ain't nothing to sneeze at. I think for the whole show, all twenty five episodes, I give a solid B plus. Um, it's very entertaining. It's very much for kids. Um. Because as as an adult, especially someone who reads, I don't need to learn about phrases. <laughs> I don't I don't need those lessons. Um, but I imagine that a child who's enjoying this for the first time, like if you're if you're an adult and you want to watch something with your kids, this is definitely good to watch with your kids. It's kind of wholesome, but also teaches a lot about literature essentially and how and 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 were and how words work so i love that plus the casting the the uh the pacing of the show is nice um but yeah i don't know i i think uh i think lemony snicket's a series of unfortunate events season one two and three are definitely something that should be admired um yeah, I can't, like, either A, I'm tired and can't think of any more, or that's it. So, yeah. Yeah, so season three, uh, A minus, the entire show, B plus. I swear to God, man, I, that's actually the exact same grades I was going to give. A minus for season three, B plus for the overall series as a whole. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I I enjoyed, I enjoyed, I, I remember I gave the first two seasons a B, just across the board. Uh, and that was episode 15 that we covered those two seasons. So if you want to go back and listen to that, there you go. But this season was more enjoyable because it finally broke free of that. Oh, you're going to go meet your new guardian, you know, which it did that kind of midway through season two, but 
it was the whole just the unraveling of the mystery behind their parents kind of thing. It really helped move it forward better. I mean, there was still some repetition, but this was more enjoyable on the whole. Um, so, yeah. Great casting. Neil Patrick Harris is amazing as Count Olaf. The kids did a solid job. Um, you know, I liked seeing the guest stars, and especially the major ones from the earlier episodes come back for the trial uh, episode showing up. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, how they wrapped it all up. And, you know, I, I dug the little backstory of how, you know, Olaf used to be a good person. And, you know, he still had a little bit left in him. Nobody's truly evil. I really like that message. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty good. If you got young kids, check it out. Watch it with them. I think they'll really enjoy it, uh, especially if they have ever read the books. They will probably gr immensely enjoy the show. Uh, but yeah, check it out. It's worth it's worth a watch. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's what I was trying to exemplify. Was like it's definitely worth your time. But I mean, that we you know talked about nonsense. Anyway, so we should move on. Uh, anything you want to bring up before we move on to Watership Down? Well, let's see. I wasn't prepared to, but I mean, I can. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. Okay, so uh, our next show, guys, um, is is uh, titled Watership Down. It, um, yeah. Uh, you know, why don't you give a quick synopsis of the show? Because I I was trying to think of something, but it's it's. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll get that. Like, that's part of my review. So go ahead and get Yeah. <laughs> all right. A Watership Down is basically, um, it's based on a classic novel written by Richard Adams. Uh, it was released in 1972. And there was an animated movie released in 1978 that pretty much terrified every child of my generation. Um, you ask anybody if they've ever seen Watership Down that's around my age, it'll be like, man, that movie scared the shit out of me, man. <laughs> but uh, what it is, it, it's set in southern England, and it focuses on a small group of rabbits. They're, anthropo they're anthropomorphized, so they've been given human traits characteristics, because, come on. We're humans, so naturally we want to relate to things that share traits and characteristics of us. So these rabbits, they're just going to have to talk and think and feel, you know. Um, but they they live in their own natural environment. They've got their own culture, language, poetry, mythology, proverbs, and everything. But well, one kind of, of yeah, yeah. Well, one of the main rabbits, uh, Fiverr. He has visions in his dreams. Sometimes, and not necessarily always in his dreams, sometimes he can just actually, you know, if he concentrates hard enough, he can see it. Um, but most of the time it's depicted when he's in a dream, uh, when he's dreaming. He sees visions, and he can interpret them and determine 
that terrible things are are coming. So that's how the story opens up. We see Hazel looking for Fiverr. He finds Fiverr. Fiverr says, there's a danger coming to the Warren. We need to leave. They tried to convince all the other rabbits, you know, there's a terrible danger coming. Everybody needs to leave. He doesn't know what he's seeing because he's a rabbit. But what he is seeing is uh, excavators. Uh, shoveling out just huge mounds of dirt and killing rabbits in the process because there's going to be a new community built there for humans to live in. But they don't know what that is, you know. And he looks over this hillside at sunset and he's like, the fields are covered in blood. This is where it happens. It happens tomorrow. We've got to leave. So, yeah. Fiverr and uh, Hazel, they're trying to convince everybody to leave. Everybody says they're full of shit. Just a couple of friends decide to join them. Uh, the the Owlsla, which is kind of like the police force of the rabbits, tries to arrest them for inciting mutiny and fear. Uh, they One of the largest guards of the Owlsley turns and helps them escape. And then there's a band of these uh, seven rabbits getting away and trying to find a new home. And lo and behold, the Warren does get destroyed by humans. Uh, it's, and they're just basically, that's what it is. It's a journey. They're trying to find a new home and the struggles they're in, but told in such a fascinating and heartfelt way. Sure, one could say that. Yeah, one did say that. I said that. <laughs> I am torn with this show, Josh. Torn? Because, oh yeah, torn. Let's hear it. So, the story is fine. I have nothing against the story. Like, what the journey that these characters go on and, and how it's told and the pacing is fine. I mm -hmm. have no issues with that. Um, I think the setting kind of sucks. So, if you were to... Well, there's parts of the writing I didn't like either. Like, I hate how they have their own words for certain things, but then they still call things by what they are. Mm-hmm. So, like, we should never hear them say the word rabbit. We should never hear them say the word dog. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me, considering how often they say words for those things and other, like, what they call them. Yeah, a lot um, they call cars hoodoo-doos or whatever. But yeah, yeah like, they call a dog a dog, a rabbit a rabbit. Well, they have names for those. They said them, but they still say the word dog and rabbit and bird. And I'm just like, okay. Well, the, the, the overall term that they used for the thousand threats to the rabbit was the, uh, what was it? The, the Elil or something the like Elil. that. Yeah. Well, that's in, yeah, that's, that's a threat to the rabbit, but there's like, they call, a um, a rodent, oh, yeah. like there was a, that's yeah, right. they, they have separate names for each of these creatures, for, for different animals, but they still use the human word. Mm -hmm. And to me, it just was, it was jarring, kind of out of place. Um, no, I get to but that. I'd say what's, what's way more jarring and out of place is the animation. Um, and I'll explain why. It's really, 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 really strange to see 
photorealistic rabbits or hares, if you will, because that's technically what they are. They're hares, not rabbits, but um, just by the way their bodies lay, like the 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 one that might be considered a rabbit is the one that was in a fucking cage that they that they uh, let um, they let out. But the way that the way that all these bunnies, I'll just blank a statement that the way they stand and and hold themselves. Very much, very much hair, and not so much rabbit. But. That has been the biggest critique of this show. People have been bitching about that because in the book they are portrayed as rabbits, but yet they were oh. animated as hares. That has been uh, okay. the biggest critique of this show. Uh, it's not. It's not a big critique for me. It's more just something I noticed. I was like, well, whatever. Uh, and it does that. That's that's the least thing that bothers me. The things that the things that bother me are the like the photorealistic rabbit. I think I think this show would have been so much better if it was like stylized a little differently, made so that way it looked like the rabbits could emote more. I don't know. It just there was something that just didn't feel right about it. Um But also, like while I was watching it, I was like Man, you could take this story and not do exactly what the book did. Like, make an adaptation about aliens or uh, future humans or some shit like that that would make it a little bit more interesting to me. I think it being about rabbits, like, kind of just didn't work as well for me. <clears throat> like, I, at a certain point, Josh, I was just kind of like, all right, I get it. They They see the world differently than we do. Okay, moving on. Like, but they kept fucking doing it over and over and over. I was like, all right, all right, all right. like the story of their journey, of 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 Fiverr seeing the future and and basically uh, setting into motion this massive journey that ends on a on a positive note. Which, by the way, not a big fan of tragedies ending happy. Just saying that outright. Um. because uh, there's there's nothing good that happens in the show. Like these these rabbits go through a lot in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, it just there's there's there are parts that I really fucking enjoyed. Like I'm just gonna okay. So since I've talked about the negative, I'm gonna talk about the stuff I've really enjoyed. Um, the 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 seagull. He was Peter one Capaldi. Of Peter Capaldi voiced Kahar, and he was awesome. Yeah, he was fantastic. I loved Kahar. Like uh, that was that was awesome. Um, one of my favorite characters. Uh, can't think of his name suddenly, and I can't think of the actor's voice or the actor's name. Um, he was the main fighter rabbit, the one that. Yeah, it's John Boyega. That's John, John Boyega. Boyega. He 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 voiced Bigwig. Bigwig. God damn. Yeah, I loved I loved I loved John Boyega as Bigwig. That was. I, every time he was on screen, I was watching. Like I, there was not a time where I wasn't with him. When it came to Fiverr and um, Hazel, Hazel, not as much. Like I felt a little bit of like I felt like Hazel's voice actor, which it was James I McAvoy. Know. Yeah, and Nicholas Nicholas Holt did Fiverr. You know, which, you know, of Nicholas course. Holt was fine. Nicholas Holt played Fiverr the way they needed to be played, where he's very meek and small. But mm-hmm. I really felt like James McAvoy phoned it in. Really? Like, there are, oh my God, there are moments where I feel like his, his, 
sense of urgency wasn't there. Hmm. Like there's a lot of moments where I feel like they're like other rabbits, other other actors are oh my god, we're gonna die. And he's just like, All right, everybody, let's go this way. And I'm just like, Oh wow, what the I, hell? I, I think like, that is probably played that way because one of the points that Fiverr brings up, he's like we look to you because you bring the best out in us because you were the one who can remain calm in these incredible, scary situations. I understand that, but it still, it, 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 it still didn't feel like there was a sense of urgency. I, I, I get you. And you know, that's a fair, that's a fair observation. Like it just, and it wasn't all the time. Like I'm not saying his acting was atrocious the entire show, when he, you know, when things are calm and he's becoming that quote unquote storyteller or he's trying to uh, inspire everybody in, in, in the group. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic job. Uh, but it's, it's in those in those moments of urgency that I don't feel like it, it felt right. So uh, just something I noticed. Um, but that's why I'm torn, Josh, because I want to like this a lot. But I don't. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Like it's it's well written, but I feel like the animation is inconsistent. I feel like if it was more stylized in in a in a let's take this and kind of turn it on its head sort of way, it would have been so much more entertaining. But unfortunately, like it's 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 not that way, and it's it's. Like some people are saying, like it's the 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 dialogue is page for page of the book, and I'm just like, okay, why, why, why do that? Well, um, it's 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 not page for page of the book. They did change a few things. They they did kind of change a few characters, uh, like the character of Clover didn't even exist in the book, uh, you know, and a couple of the other characters weren't even that were in the book weren't even introduced in the show, uh. So they changed a few things, but yeah, the dialogue was really, really similar. Well, I mean, it is a longer form told story than I think the book could do, or even a movie. Maybe, I don't know, but I don't know, man. Like, there are moments that I feel like it drags out, like, partially, you know, part of, of episode two and episode three. Like, I'm just like, okay. Moving on. Let's go. Let's let's the pacing is slowing down a bit. Um I don't know, man, like I wish I could give a more concise reasoning why I feel this way. Mm-hmm. Um Because there are moments where I'm watching it and I lose interest. I just completely lose interest. And then something happens. Something interesting happens, and then I'm watching it again, real closely. And then I'm not, and then I am, and then I'm not, and then I am. And I think a lot of that has to do with the actor on screen. Mm -hmm. John Boyega fucking steals any scene he's in. Like... Like, it's... and and, And that's the thing, is all the character, all the rabbits look like rabbits. There's nothing super interesting about how they look. 
Like, yeah, okay, he's a tuft of black hair on the top of his head. That's it. Um, well, he did have a nick in his ear, too. Eh, it's not... <laughs> <laughs> it's not like... Like, you want to see something that's super stylized and animated. You know, you watch the new Spider-Man movie. That thing is a is a is just an art piece from beginning to end when it comes to the style. This is like how do we make photo photorealistic animals that are inconsistent with how photorealistic they are? Oh, are they are they you know fighting a giant dog? Well, the dog looks like garbage while it's pinning down a photorealistic rabbit, and you're like, okay, <laughs> that's weird. So that's that's where like that's where a lot of my problem comes from is that stuff. Um, Again, like I said, the pacing was a little off. I'm trying to find really positive things. Like, I think the main villain, the the, the last rabbit that, you know, they were kind of like holding a bunch of does yeah, hostage, yeah. essentially. General Wound War. He was voiced by Ben Kingsley. Perfect. Could have watched him in every scene. He fascinated me. Absolutely fascinating. Actually, I'll, I'll give I'll give show I'll give the show a lot of credit. the 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 little uh, silent film history thing about Woodward in the very beginning, mm-hmm. really cool, really fucking cool. I like that a lot. That was that was fun. I don't know, man. Like, I know you were psyched about it, and I, I'm interested to hear because I've just been talking. I've just been kind of. Oh yeah, that's fine. I think you, you know what I, I really think you should go and find. Uh, the original and watch the original and it sounds like you may enjoy it more because it was uh, a little possibly, more but, uh, it was yeah. a little more concise and it was a little more stylized um and you know like I said six year old me was goddamn terrified of it uh, but that's my I think that's a point that I want to make is like would a six year old you be afraid of this version no exactly I don't think so I really don't think so. Um, I really enjoyed this, though. Uh, I really enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was, you know, the animation, you know, how they're more animated as hares than rabbits, that didn't bother me at all. I thought the voice acting was stellar all the way around. And I don't know, man. I've watched it like four times since. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, really, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I just love the uh, struggle and the tragedy of it all. You know, I did the, too. I, like, in, I'm the, not... in the end, you know, Hazel ends up dying in the end. But. He did provide a safe and stable warren for all the people that believed in it. You know, and they all got to live on. And of course, in their lore, he is rewarded in the end to join the the Alzla, the guard of the of their uh, their deity, which I thought was cool. But yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it a lot. I don't know, man. Uh, if you've ever read the book, you know, I think if you enjoyed the book, if you enjoyed the original, then I think you'll like it. 
if you've never heard of it and had no idea, then you might be more of like Greg. You're not sure if you like it or if you don't like it. But for me, you know, growing up, I, I knowing just, I feel what like it, it was, been... yeah, yeah, and you know, it could be my view is biased because I enjoyed the story from when I was a kid, and I enjoyed the original, even though it scared me a bit when I was a kid. You know, I've just always liked that timeless story, and you know, this this story, the way it originated, is because you know the author. When he and his family would be out driving around, he would just make up stories about these rabbits and tell his daughters while they're in the car. And then they decided, hey, we want you to write a book about these rabbits, write about Hazel and Fiverr. So that's how that came about. Uh, and I just, I think the the dad in me uh, enjoys that too. And that might cloud my critique of it a little bit because you know it's a dad's story to his daughters you know and i think that's also a cool thing i don't know man i I just really fucking loved it i i you know again i'm not and in no way shape or form am i critiquing the the story itself because i think that that's where the show shines yeah yeah i just think this version sucks a little bit like it's it's not as good as i think they want it to be or as, as much as they're presenting it to be and that, and that's fair you know uh that I, I think you're correct i think you're absolutely correct that i would really fucking enjoy the original 1978 version especially with the fact that john hurt like is the main yeah character. yeah um yeah i i totally agree with you i think i think i would enjoy that more um i need to go watch it just so i can see if i would enjoy it more but like, I don't know. Like I said, I, I I really want to enjoy it. I want to enjoy it a lot. And there's aspects I did enjoy, but I don't know, man. It's, it, that's why it's hard for me to be concise about this review, because I'm I'm conflicted, you know? No, uh, that, that makes sense, man. Uh, and like I said, you know, I think I am clearly biased a little bit. Uh... But the the original animated feature does pack more punch. Uh, it's more succinct to the point. This, you know, it is it is twice as long to tell the story that was told back then. Uh, so yeah, there are going to be some lulls. I'm curious how long the book is. I'd say the sorry book, about the sorry the, about the bark. If, if you would, guys hear any barking or anything, I apologize. My neighbors are being noisy. I would say that the book's probably around 250, 300 pages. I will uh, look that up real fast. If that's the case, it's a very short book. Let's see. I was just guessing. No, it's 400, 413 pages plus maps. That's about, uh, it's, it's still a short book. Yeah, or, yeah. It's, it's not a huge, huge book, but... You know the the title the the title you know Watership Down it's based on a real location, you know. That, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's cool. There is an actual real Watership Down. It's it's in the Hampshire village of uh, huh. Kingsclare. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. So, and here's the thing: I'm gonna send you an image right now over Discord. Oh my God, your neighbors fucking suck. Yeah, they're being super noisy right now. If you click on that link, it'll open it up and you can see 
Um, well, I mean, yeah, I'll give them this. You'll, you'll oh, see oh, the, oh. the yeah. If you scroll down the Wikipedia entry, you'll see the actual water ship down. Uh, looks very similar oh, okay. to how they animated oh, that's, it. Okay. Oh, that's really cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, didn't mean to actually click on the image. Jesus Christ. Um. Yeah, that's really neat. Uh, I I didn't know that. I I, I you know I'll I'll give the show credit in the regards that, you know, the original novel and the original animation are about rabbits, like legitimately about actual rabbits. Well, not actual, but you get my point. Yeah. Um. It's not so like you know. I talked to my dad. That was actually one thing. I was like, I was like, yeah, we're gonna be reviewing you know the series of Fortune Pets season three, which I know you're not super into because it's you know kind of a sad story. Uh, but we're also doing uh, Watership Down. You ever heard of it? And he was like, of course I know Watership Down. Oh yeah. He goes, yeah, it's a story about a bunch of rabbits. Yeah, yeah, it is. And he goes, yeah, they're like human-sized rabbits. No. <laughs> yeah, they're aliens. No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um. But I will say this, I feel like maybe this would have been a little bit better had they were. <laughs> like if there was a little bit of something to it, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give them credit. You know, I, I, they, they kept it pretty close to the to the book. So, you know, I, I get people are going to be happy about that. I, I don't know. I just feel like, feel like there's something missing. Something missing, something too much. I don't know. It's, it's all over the place for me with how I feel about this show exactly. Well, since I gave the uh, the grade yeah. on the on the last show, why don't you go first? Um, I mean, as much as I loved it, even though I'm looking past those critique critique the critiques, I'm still giving it an A. I mean, I, I've I don't know. I've always loved the story. Uh, I think that even though you know with the animation doing more of hare versus rabbit and even though that some of the story does lull here and there the scenery the background scenery is still just incredibly beautiful the voice acting i still think is stellar in my opinion and you know the the story you know it's it's a it's a tragic tale but it is one that is fulfilled and i really enjoyed it so i'm going to give it an a and i know you're not going to <laughs> no but i'm not going to give it a bad grade like in my mind it's a b okay. like like i said the story is good like the main story that's there uh, cut out most of episode two, part of episode three, make it just about like the beginning where they're escaping and then make it about when they, you know, have to survive against Woodward's, you know, people and that kind of stuff like that. That stuff was the most interesting bits. There's like a whole middle part where like, I don't know, just there was a whole middle part that I don't even remember exactly because it just didn't seem important, but, um, yeah, I I, uh, I didn't hate it, but I, I, I don't know. Like, maybe a B isn't exactly the concise point that I'm trying to get at. Um, Maybe maybe it may sound like I'm saying a C, but I don't know. A B sounds right to me because I feel like I could really, really, really enjoy what this is. So Yeah, um, I get you. Yeah, it just felt like there's something kind of off. I don't know. Like I said, I'll check out the original and see if I see if that's more in my wheelhouse. But uh, 
I, I will I will say this. Another thing that's very jarring is how much emotive property that emotion they're trying to put behind everything, and they just they're just rabbits. They're just rabbits. It's or I think or I, I think that's because it's, it's it's the <laughs> it's the photorealism that throws it off for me. Uh, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for us, guys. Um, had some good conversation. Maybe a B minus. I don't know, guys. I don't I know mean, where I, f- I don't know, know where I land on this show. I'll, 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 I'll say, I'll say a B minus for you. You know, that's fine. <laughs> I'm glad you're giving it the grade that it deserves. Um, <laughs> guys, that's gonna do it for us. I hope. Either review that we gave is uh, something that makes you want to watch a show on Netflix. Um, both shows are very strange. Not your usual thing. So, uh, But guys, go to our Facebook uh, discussion group. We love hearing from you. We love hearing what your opinions are. If you disagreed with us, if there's a point that either of us made that maybe you want to counter to, come and talk to us. We love to hear from you. Um, but mainly our Facebook discussion group. That's where I think conversations can, can really live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Where's, where's my notes? There's my notes. Um, yeah, well, you know, uh, Josh and I love doing this podcast, even though my life has taken a change since we started this and, uh, I'm exhausted, uh, which is why, Maybe you've noticed a slight change in my hosting style where I just don't know what the hell I'm doing in the beginning. I'm just winging it. That's part of the reason. He is winging um, it a bit. He's struggling. Um, well, you know, I, I right now I'm working graveyard. Well, you're, yeah, on you're Monday, working overnight Monday, shifts, and, you know, we record on Wednesdays, and you're working until like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, so you're getting like a four-hour nap, five-hour nap before we record. Yeah, and you know, I know it's, I know it's, t- I know it's tough on you to keep that schedule, man. And you know, uh, I'm hoping you can find. I'm sure, I'm sure our soon. listeners, yeah, I'm sure our listeners understand, and they're they're totally cool with it. I just wanted to clarify. Um, but uh, it but makes yeah, his brain fuzzy, and he says, "I'm a lot more." I'm an I'm hella I'm hell I'm hella tired, guys. Josh, that's Josh's favorite. Um, boy, yeah. my no, my neighbors are fucking loud right now. Go kick them in the dick. Go kick each one of them in the dick, and if they don't have a dick, give them one and kick them in it. I don't think they care. They're all stoned, probably. Anyway, guys, um, if you want to support us in any way, shape, or form. Go to our uh, our our page or our um. All keepuppodcast.com. Uh, you can find all our links there. If you listen to us on, uh, trying to think of the name of that website. Hmm? It's the one that gives us a few cents every time people listen to it. If you listen to all keyed up on Radio Public. Radio Public, Jesus. On an on a mobile device, then on a mobile device, yeah, that helps yeah. us out. That that they helps kick us out up, directly. They, they kick us two cents per download, so yeah. So definitely you know. uh, do that if you can. If not, we appreciate you listening on whatever you're listening on. Um, but uh, but yeah. Also, there you can find all our links, uh, everything, including our merch page, like I talked about. Um, 
uh, everything that's about us. Uh, I think uh, a few things are going to adjust on the page, and I'm going to talk to Josh about that. We were doing a thing where uh, we had the episodes on YouTube every week. Um, but hey, I think I'm, we actually might we might forego the YouTube entirely. Well, no, I just haven't been focusing on getting that caught up, but I am intent on doing that. We're going to keep them up there. I'm, I'm going to get it caught up, I swear. Okay, all right. It's up to you, man. Like, I, I just, you well, know, it, doesn't, it doesn't cost anything to keep it up, so I mean. You know, All right, fair enough. Another um, outlet. I, I, I have had people tell me that they do like to enjoy the slideshow when listening, and they want me to bring that back, and I just have not made the time for it. And I know I'm get like, on it. yeah, I know I'm really behind because I got as many episodes now to do as there are up. So, yeah, <laughs> if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. Um, it's just you know. It's a time commitment thing. So it is, it is. But the thing is, the episodes are already mixed, and all I have to do is pull the audio and add slideshow to them for most of them. Whereas the original way I was doing it, it was taking a lot longer. So this will be a lot easier. It's just I need to ah. sit down and make myself do it. I've just been so busy involved in lots of other things. We've had, uh, like, the end of the year is always a pain in the ass, so. Um, but yeah, uh, alright, well, if that's gonna be a thing, you know, I would, alright, moving on. Um, but yeah, guys, everything, everything that we do, everything that's about us is there. Uh, again, we want to hear from you, so go to the Facebook discussion page. Um, but also, you can find us on Twitter, at, uh, at Queued Up Podcast. Um, tweet at us about whatever show you're watching, uh, if you want us to watch a show, if you have a suggestion. Let us know on any of the social medias. Uh, we've we've actually had quite a few people suggest things to us, like the Ballad of Buster Scruggs would not have been watched had my brother not suggested it. So um, we're always yeah. willing to listen to to anybody who's like, "Hey, check this show out," uh, unless it's Bird Box, which is not going to happen. No, um, we're not. We're not doing Bird Box. Spoiler alert: she falls the fuck down a lot, and it sucks. <laughs> There's my review of Bird Box. Fuck you. <laughs> not watched it yet thanks for the spoilers um uh (laughs) she falls she falls a lot oh i don't i i i know the plot i don't really care i was just making a joke but uh um but yeah guys uh uh, josh where where can they follow you at on the internet you can find me on facebook under my birth name uh you can uh the, lo- the the name the Lord gave me. He didn't give me shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but uh, you can find me here with you every other Friday. You can catch me on the Off the Runner podcast with some of my friends. Uh, you know, where we build models and shoot the shit. Uh, or paint models or what have you. And we do that online. And we make it into a show. And it's cool. You can find me every Friday night on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel on MPSP Theater. That's Masterpiece Shitpiece Theater, uh, where we talk about a variety of uh, pop culture topics, geek topics, things like that throughout that happen throughout the week, and generally bust each other's balls pretty hard. And 
you know, there are some funny stories that emerge from that, let me tell you. And you definitely want to tune into tonight's show because we have something really exciting in store. Uh, so definitely tune into that show live at 9 p.m. on Eastern Standard Time, the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. And everything else, you know, uh, you can find it on the website, allcuteuppodcast.com. That's where I am. Where can they find you, Greg? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter, at Shubrucky. You can find me in my room with my neighbors fucking laughing and screaming downstairs. Um, Jesus Christ. Have fun editing that out, Josh. Um, I don't know if I can. Because, you know, they're think- coming through the same time your voice is, so... I'm making a joke. You're not going to be able to edit that out. That's why I made the. That's that's why I'm calling it out. Just so that way, it's it might be slightly funnier. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, uh, you can also follow me on the. Um, uh, you can follow me at uh, Chubrakik on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm rarely, if ever, on Facebook under that account. But um, if you do follow the, uh, you know, the the discussion group, you'll see me as as Greg Deep. Um. Uh, but also, I do a podcast with my buddy Anthony. It's a video game news podcast every Wednesday. We're trying to do it every Wednesday. That's when we stream it live, but you can find it anywhere else called Mission Start Podcast. Um, I have a new segment on the show called Why You're Wrong. Thank you for the title, Josh. You're welcome. Where I basically argue with the toxic part of the internet. Uh, some, Oh, pardon me. Something that has always bothered me is just how willingly people are reactionary on the internet just super fucking reactionary and to me that's always been kind of fucked up Mm -hmm. um so uh so i yell at him now that's that's my thing uh this episode that's going to be recorded tonight of the recording of this so it'll be up on uh, itunes and spotify and all that kind of stuff just search mission star podcast but the segment that I'll be doing tonight is a mix of my old segment, the Overwatch Minute, and my new segment, Why You're Wrong, called the Overwatch Why You're Wrong Minute, where I basically yell at the internet for being angry that Soldier 76 has been um, revealed as gay. Uh, that'll be fun tonight. That'll be very therapeutic for me. But uh, if that sounds like something that you're interested in, go check that out. Again, that's Mission Star Podcast. Uh, other than that, I think that's all I'm doing right now. I know that I want to I want to plan some streams in the future, but again, with my shoddy schedule and t- being tired all the time, yeah, it's just a pain in the butt. But um, if you want to follow my my Twitch channel, that's uh, Chubruck Geek. You can find that on Twitch, and uh, I stream from time to time there. Uh, really want to do some some Jackbox streams where people actually show up. Um, so yeah, that's a thing, but. Uh, I think that's about it. I think that's everything for us, guys. Uh, next next episode. We did not talk about next episode, Josh. Holy shit. I always forget. Well, always next forget. episode, we're going to do an anime series, Last Hope. It's a Netflix original. Uh, they just put out the second part of that season. And uh, probably the final season of The Punisher. Because I'm sure after we watch it and we review it, Netflix is going to say, guess what? Punisher's canceled, too. I well, think it's an inevitability. I, I Here's the thing. I think these shows are kind of canceled. 
I, I truly believe that when Disney opens up their own service, we'll see these characters either make a resurgence or, or, mm-hmm. and here's another thing, depending on how well Punisher does in season two will depend if it gets permanently canceled or not. No, I don't it's see getting Punisher permanently going... canceled, dude. For real. Um, I, I, I mean, Disney's starting Disney Plus, you know, and that's well and good. But one of the things is, there is a two-year clause once these characters' shows are canceled. They can't be used on any other service uh, on screen for two years. So Disney can't launch, you know, a new Daredevil show with that cast. They can't launch a new Luke Cage show with that cast. Uh, Also, Disney said their Disney Plus services are going to be no R-rated content on them. You know, these shows been pretty much R-rated for violence, language, sexual situations, things like that. So if they did want to do that same tone of show where they would be now a majority over Hulu, they would do shows on Hulu, possibly. However, the reason why they're getting canceled, this is all Netflix, man. Netflix signed that contract back in 2013. Netflix put up the dough to produce all these shows. Do you think Netflix is going to want to continue to pay for shows for that that are basically the property of what is going to be an active competitor? No. Yeah, I got you. I got you. They're going to be canceled, man. And as soon as Jessica Jones season three comes out and a week after it airs, they're going to say canceled. But the the shows are still going to stay on Netflix because Netflix owns them. Disney's not going to pull them off and put them on their service. They can't. Netflix owns the shows. And so they're going to stay on the platform. So you can still enjoy them. But pretty sure they're probably going to be canceled. Yeah, fair enough. And if I'm wrong, I'll eat my prosthetic foot. Gross. Um, well, it's a fake foot. It's not like it's a real <laughs> one, so it's sanitary. Anyway. Anyway, guys, I'm exhausted. I'm from brain's dead. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. That's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us. Go watch uh, Punisher Season 2 and uh, Last Hope anime on Netflix so you can join us in the next episode of the All Keto Podcast. Uh, See everyone next week. Not next week, next episode. Why do I do that? (laughs) Take care, everybody.